Welcome back to Clear Talk. On today's episode, we're going to cover how to transition to high ticket in coaching. And then we discuss how to overcome poor thinking. And lastly, time versus money, some rich thinking secrets that we're going to share with you, okay? And by the way, I want to watch this episode and see if you disagree or are offended by any of the things I personally said or Jay said. And let us know in the comments down below. I'm so open to having a conversation about it. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Clear Talk. I'm your host, Armin Chaffee. This is my co-host. Jeanette Oduro. And this is the number one show for coaches who need clarity and want to grow their business online. Welcome back. We go live every single Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you want to get your questions answered live on the show, then all you got to do is go to askarmin.com, which is right there. Submit your question. And not only do we send you really cool goodies and trainings in your email inbox, but also we're going to get we're going to answer your question live on the show right here every single Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, look, the big question really is here. How are coaches like us who started with nothing but zero experience, zero backgrounds or anything built a multi six figure business online, getting our message out there to people, getting consistent clients every single month into our programs and making a difference all at the same time? Well, that's the big question. Then this show is the answer. So. Guys, if you're on YouTube right now and you like content around growing your business online as a coach and making a difference while making an income, then go ahead and hit the subscribe button with that little notification bell so that you don't miss any cool things that we upload into the channel. On my channel, we have free trainings for coaches. We have the Clear Talk uh, shows. We also are now coming up with a whole new playlist of of short value videos like this. Uh, I don't know what we're going to call them yet. Maybe like bites. Maybe like coaching bites. I don't know. Coaching bites? You know, like brownie bites? I do, I do know brownie. We're gonna call it something. I don't know. Me and Lauren will come up with something really cool. If you've Um, got a creative name, give us some suggestions. Yeah, if you got creative names for what we should call the playlist of short clips, like short one to three minute clips of value tips. Uh, Maybe value tips. I don't know, something like that. Value tips is bad. Value bites. That sounds cool. I like value bites. Anyways, we'll figure it out. (laughs) We also have client interviews on the channel, so if you want to check out what we've done with some coaches, help them launch our business online, go check those interviews out. But anyways, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Okay, leave a comment down below with what you loved about the show the most. And if you're on Facebook right now, in the High Ticket Coaching community, then uh, hit that like button or that heart button or that little care. But there's a care button now, the one that's like Aww, hugging the I thing. Love the care button. Or the oh, I love this one as well. Um, just let us know you're here and leave a comment down below saying hey, and we'll uh, we'll shout you out on the show. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're not in the High Ticket Coaching community to actually watch this live and be a part of the show every Monday, make sure you go ahead and go to highticketcoachingcommunity.com and uh, and just request to join the group and we'll, you could be a part of it. We also add lots of value in the group as well. So ultimately, if you're a coach, this is for you. This okay. is where you should be. So so, um, so yeah, the, the way the show works is simple. We, uh, we have questions that are submitted to us over the week and then we answer them live on the show and we give tons of free coaching on uh, helping you grow your business yeah. and grow yourself. So happy new year, by the way. Haven't seen everyone since last year. Uh-huh. That's my fourth time saying that joke. <laughs> Just this morning. You said it four times? Yeah. Wow. It's, okay. o- it's only 12. <laughs> How many times can Armin say, uh, I haven't spoken to you or haven't seen you since last year today? Yeah. You think you're going to hit the double digits? Probably 10. Absolutely. For sure. For Every sure. person I meet, I'm going to say it. 
gosh. Let's see what which one gets the best reaction. It's such a cheesy <laughs> joke. But yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, Happy Easter, Happy New Year in advance for 2022. Um, just want to make sure we're covering everything. Happy birthday if it's your birthday coming out this year at any time in 12 months. Um, yeah, anyways, I'm ready to go. Got my oatmeal in my system and my, my coffee. All right, awesome. What's the first question? Question number one. What's the best way to transition to selling high ticket if my clients are used to my current price point? That question is from Marissa L. Yeah. Um, the best way is, yeah, so there's two things here, right? If you have current clients that already paid you a, a cheaper price, um, there's two ways to look at it. If you're, if they're paying you, like still paying you as you, as they go, like if they're paying you for hours or whatever, just cut it off. Um, just say so you can't, like you don't have time anymore. And the only way to work with you is to go into your program. So I had that a lot. I, I, I charge a thousand dollars an hour, uh, for coaching one-on-one and, um, I remember the people who were paying for that. I just told them, I'm like, look, instead of paying me here, just pay me a little bit more and one time and you could just be in my program and, uh, and you'll get more time with me anyways because I do multiple group calls throughout the week. So that was one transition. I frame it as a benefit to them. Um, that's the key, right? You got to frame it as a benefit to them. Um, and then so just tell them, yeah, like uh, go into this program and I'll help you more with about this stuff and you'll have more support. You won't just get one-on-ones with me you also get like training and an on-demand training a support group all that stuff mm-hmm. so you frame it as a benefit to them to go oh yeah that sounds that makes way more sense so that's one way now if they've already paid you for a program and they're in it or whatever then the integrity is you don't try to upsell them or you don't try to resell them a higher price just because you change your price that's that doesn't make any sense so if they've already paid you for something and you've and they're getting it then keep it there yeah right it's every new client now you get you charge the new price right um, so that's how you take care of current clients. So you just frame it as a benefit to them and put them into the higher thing and, and just tell them why they're getting it at a higher price. Um, doesn't mean always you got to add more stuff to your current program to charge higher. It doesn't really mean that. Ooh, that was going to be my follow-up question. Yeah, which is like some people go like, but I only do eight weeks. Should mm-hmm. I make it 12 mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. to charge more? No, that's not how it works. You're not charging for time, right? Mm-hmm. You're not charging for your time. That's what therapists do. Yeah. Psychologists do, or psychiatrists. You know, that's what um, uh, amateur coaches do, in my opinion. You know, amateur coach meaning like you're just starting out. You know, a beginner coach would charge per hour. You're not charging per hour. You're charging for a result, right? So if I go to Tony Robbins um, as an athlete and I want to win an Olympic medal, I'm not paying him a quarter of a million dollars for one-on-one coaching, which is what he charges. Yeah. Just because he's giving me three or four sessions throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying him for the sessions. I'm paying him for getting me an Olympic gold medal, yeah. right? So it doesn't matter how he does it. It doesn't matter if he has to see me once to do that or if he has to see me every day for mm-hmm. the year. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So he doesn't have to add more time or more deliverables. He just has to make sure that I get the result. Key point. So the way you determine the price of a high-ticket program is by the end result, right? It's not about what you give inside of it. Now, there are a standard of things you want to put inside of a program that's high-ticket, uh, in SGC, we give, we teach the the how to what deliverables to put in your high ticket program, how to price it, at what ranges. So we teach all that. It would take too long for me to explain it here. More so, I'm just going to let you know the basis is um, that they get a few things that's standard. But on top of that, it doesn't really matter what the things they're getting, right? What matters is if someone wants to win an Olympic medal, I'll pay, and I, that's and that'll make me five million dollars a year because as an athlete at that level, I get paid that much. Yeah, I can justify paying. Tony Robbins a million dollars to learn that. You see what I'm saying? So it's not about 
the amount of time he's giving me, it's more so is he going to help me hit that goal? So with whatever coaching program you're selling your niche you're in, you have to know what is the end result that you're producing for clients in your program. What's a program outcome? And, and then you've got to understand what is your client's desire. And somewhere in the middle ground of those two things is the quantifiable end result they can charge for. Does that make sense? So, again, in health, you know, um, I was talking to a coach, actually, uh, who sells a coaching program for 2500 And she said, I want to charge more. I said, you should be charging at least twice the price. Yeah. Because um, it's a, I think it's a 12-week program or 8-week program, and she helps them get fit. And I said, okay. I said, so why aren't you charging twice the price? She goes, well, I think it's me. I go, well, obviously it's you. <laughs> it's not like the mar- It's not like other people aren't selling something for five grand for health. Like yeah. I know people selling eight grand one, uh, coaching programs that are group coaching programs that don't even spend one-on-one time. Yeah. But this girl started twenty five hundred and doing one-on-ones every week with each person. It's crazy to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, why don't you just charge five? And she goes, well, I'm only doing a one-on-one call a week for accountability, doing group calls twice a week on top of that giving them an entire app and a program to track with and a meal plan and nutrition plan. I'm like, 2,500. And she goes, well, yeah, like what else, like what do I have to add in to make it five? I'm like, no, 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 you don't get this. You're running easily an eight to $10,000 program right now. You're just undercharging. Yeah. You're thinking you got to add more to the thing you're already not understanding is so high priced. Right? I'm like, you're already selling a high ticket program. You're just not charging high ticket. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Someone, you're already selling a high ticket program, not charging high ticket. You're down below. And I looked at it, I'm like, you know what the difference is? The only difference between charging 2500 and charging five to 10000 Knowing how. That's all I said. She's like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm like, you don't know how or else you would. Yeah. See, it's not like your program is not worth five or 10 grand. If you're charging at 25, right? It's This is your choice of doing this. It doesn't mean that's, that's the right choice, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this gap here is just sales skills. You just don't know how to close someone at a higher price. Has nothing to do with your program. You just don't know how to close at a higher price. Yeah. So I'm like, you should probably invest into learning that. And obviously, she's joined our program to learn how to do that. But I'm like, it's funny because your program is already worth five or 10 grand easily with the way it is. Yeah. Now I'm going to teach her how to take remove herself from the one-on-one aspect and work on a leverage where she's leveraging her time to help every client. Um, we do an on-demand coaching model in our program. We teach that. And she's going to charge even more because there's more, again, for him to the benefit of the client, there's more in that than one-on-ones. So um, if you have current clients, right, you don't extra charge them. That's your choice. It's the integrity is they already paid for something, so just give it to them for that price. If you have clients that are paying you for your time and now you want to put them in a program because that's how you want to charge high ticket, just tell them it's going to be better for them. It's, it's less expensive over time anyways, right? If they pay you a lump sum up front, they're going to save money over time. Um, if you're trying to now, let's say both those things are out of the way. If you want to just charge higher, take it, right? Um, you don't have to add anything more. You just got to make sure you're good at making sure the client understand, uh, make sure the closing the client on the fact that the result that they want is worth more than the money you're charging. Yeah. That's all you got to be good at. I'm going to say that again. You want to make sure, well, you got to learn how to convince the client on the phone, the, the prospect, that the result that they want that you're going to offer them and do with them is more expensive, it's more valuable than the money they have in their bank account. When this two things cross, so when, when if you look at this, if let's say this is the money in the bank account and this is the value of the result, when these two things cross and the value goes higher than the money that they have, they buy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll give you an example. If I'm sitting here right now and I haven't ate for a day, I'm tired. Uh, I'm not tired. I'm, I'm starving. Okay, 
and I have 20 bucks. I have 20 bucks in my bank account only. And let's say some guy walks by my, my office door and has a meal in his hand. He hasn't ate it yet. And, uh, and I go, man, I'm starving. He hears me, comes in, he goes, well, I'll sell you my meal for 30 bucks. Right? Or I'll sell you my meal for 20 bucks. Okay? For 30 bucks, I would have to create an example where I go make the money. Um, I even borrow money, right? So let's just say I'll sell it for 20 bucks. That's all the money I have, right? Mm-hmm. But the question now becomes, when I think about his food, you know, when he explains to me, he's like, it's, it's a nice dish, it's really tasty. It's here. When he starts explaining it to me, in my mind, I'm visualizing myself eating this food. I go, man, that would be really good right now. It's satisfying a need of mine. It's solving a problem I have. The moment I start to feel like that food is more valuable to me than the money sitting in my bank account, I won't hesitate to give my money to them. That's what selling is. Yeah. It's a transaction of goods for, for, and services for, for money. That's it. Value for money. That's all it is. So you got to make sure the value of your offer is higher than the price. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter at what price point you do that at. It's always going to work. Mm-hmm. I've closed all the way from $100, all the way down from $100 ticket to a seminar back when I started. And even then, I would still get money objections. Think about that. Why? Because... I still wasn't good at making the value of the hundred higher than the price. Okay? That's the only reason. It doesn't matter what. Some of you think if you charge cheaper, you'll get more sales. How insane is this? Hold on. We got to stop for a second. (laughs) Hold up. Wait a minute. (laughs) I didn't think you were going to do that. (laughs) Let me clear this up. Some of you think charging less for your coaching will increase your sales. Yep. This is one of the craziest delusions I've ever come across in the market. Mm-hmm. I used to be a victim of this. I used to think, well, if I charge less, I'll have more, more. people. Yeah. And I want to help more people. So see, see this false, oh God, I can't wait to make a training on this in SGC. I just want to, I want to, I want to overview it right now because I'm going to go into so much detail in the program. I, I feel the energy. Do you feel it? I like, do. I can, I <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could, I'm so excited about making a training on this. Touch me. Okay. This is so important to understand because it's yeah. such a misconception. Absolutely. Okay? You think if you charge less, you'll get more. And then so the problem is your conflict, your conflicting values as a coach is I want to help more people. I want to help more people, yeah. But the only way to help more people is yeah. by having more people come in, right? Mm-hmm. And you think by having more people means I got to charge less because yeah. more people can afford less. Yeah. Then what if I told you there are more people that can afford more and there are that can afford less. What a mindset. What a, what a mindset shift. Look at that. What if I told you there's more people out there that are able to pay you five to ten grand yeah. than there are people willing to pay you five hundred? What if I told you? Because when someone is in a poorer place, like poor, poor, I mean like they can't even afford five, a hundred or five hundred dollars. Yeah. So even if you try to cheapen your prices, they can't buy still. But when you go across a certain threshold, like five grand or more, there's so many more people able to actually at that price point, because they have income, be able to pay. Mm -hmm. So you help less people if you charge less. (laughs) I'm trying to pause so that people like digest what I'm saying. I don't want to just... I don't want to just tramp, you know. Yeah, no. Trample all over the, the concept. I want to make sure it sits. It has to sink in. It has to sink in. Absolutely. Some of you think by charging less, 
you'll help more people because you'll get more sales. You think if the price goes down, sales go up. Now, when I say it like that, you actually look at it and go, that's not true though. Because when price goes down, sales, sales stays, go down. Yeah, sales, sales go They, they stay, the, stay same. the same or they go down. Yeah, or they go down because you, you're attracting people that can't afford things because the cheaper yeah, you are, you get more prop, the more yeah. cheap people you get on that don't know how to spend. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But you think, you think, and this is the big misconception of yeah. high ticket. If I charge five or ten grand, I'll get less people buying because it's more expensive. And this is where it all goes wrong. This is where it all, all the source of the problem happens. You still think your price is backed by, uh, sorry, this your sales depend on the price. That's the source of the problem. Yeah. Instead of it depending on what? The end result, the value of the results you're producing them, not the price. So I was actually coaching someone about this, right? I said, you think if you charge 2,500, yeah. right? It's another person now, 2,500. You'll get more sales, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. but, but if you charge five, what? Less people will buy? Well, yeah, because it's more expensive. I go, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, that means your sales skills just have to increase. Yeah. Your ability to close on the call and be that much more persuasive just has to increase. And it's the same number. Yeah. But I said, hold on, don't you still get people that don't buy at 25? They went, yeah. I go, and you're telling me you think people will also not buy at five? Yeah. I mean, but aren't there people that are buying at 25 right now, even though you still get objections about not buying at 25? He goes, yeah. I go, hold on. And you're telling me there's no one in the world paying $5,000 for a program right now, similar to yours, or even just anything? Well, no, that's not true. Okay, so there are. So just answer me this. Yes or no, do you believe there's at least one person in the world that'll pay you $5,000 for your program? Yeah. And you go, well, obviously... Sound like no, no one in the entire world would, right? But okay, so if it's if there is a chance, why don't you just focus on finding that person instead of trying to adjust your entire business company and the future of your of your you know your sales on people that can't afford it? Yeah. Crazy. So going back to increasing your price, you don't have to add more stuff stuff in your program. You just increase it. So at the end of the call, instead of saying twenty five, you say five. That's it. That's the only difference. That's literally the only difference. And that's saying you know how to sell, you have a script, like mm -hmm. you understand how to take a call, how to take a call, because um, there's a process to it psychologically, right? If you don't know that, then you're really just winging it. Then yeah, you will make less sales because you have never done this before. So if you try to charge more, you're gonna get all, you know? And that's why you need coaching, because um, if you're not willing to hire someone to help you like increase your sales, then you're either bad at math or you're bad at logic. You're bad at math because if you can't see putting five or ten grand yourself into a coach to show you how to charge twice your price, you're bad at math if you can't do the math to see how much money that's going to make you. Mm -hmm. Out of ten calls, if you close five instead of three at a higher price, point, you'll make back ten times the money, you, you know, like five or ten times the money you invest. Or you're just bad at logic because logically you can't understand that by increasing your sales you make more money, so why not just put the money in to learn? That just means you're not being smart, you know. So don't be bad at either one. Use your intelligence and use the, the, you know, the power of math to understand investing into learning how to close a higher ticket or charge more is going to make you money. That's it. So reread the question one more time. I want to make sure I covered it properly. Yes. So what's the best way to transition to selling high ticket if my clients are used to my current price point? So I answered two forms of questions there. Yeah. One is what's the best way to transition to high ticket, which I told you, just increase the price, same amount of things. Um, if you want, add an extra call a week. Um, 
But again, that doesn't matter unless uh, that's not what makes it worth more. It's more so are you getting results in your program? And if you are, you could charge more. Like even the fitness coach I was talking to, I asked her, I said, do you have anyone's life that you've changed in this program that went like lost, you know, a lot of weight? Oh, yeah, so many. I'm like, great. Just showcase that and then charge whatever you want because people pay anything to get that result. That's it. Right? Like, that's, that's really at the end of the day. And then if you have current clients paying you that, there's two types. One is already paying you for something they already paid for. Continue to give it to them. Do not charge them more. That's not integral. Okay? Because they didn't sign up for that. But the other one is if they're paying you for coaching, like one-to-one stuff, then just tell them to go in the program and then just stop doing the one-to-one so you can buy your time back. Okay? That's it. Awesome. So ever, we've got... You have anything you want to, you want to add in? Sorry, go ahead. Question for you. What about, like, from your experience, right? Huh? What about your level of uh, peace of mind when you were charging low ticket versus you charging high ticket? Is there any difference or is it just the same level of peace of mind? You have more peace of mind charging more because it covers, you have more profit left, it covers more, it solves more problems for you, right? If you're in a bad place financially, it's hard to grow a company. It's hard to grow a business, it's hard to get clients, it's hard to be a coach. Um, and so when, if you think about how many problems it could solve for you to charge twice the price, with the extra money you have, you know, we're talking about people like, you know, moms, dads here, you know, people like, even if you're not that, like you're building a business, we're not trying to charge twice the price so we can go buy a Ferrari. Yeah. I, I just want to make that clear. We're not trying to charge twice the price or three times the price because we want to go buy a yacht. Like that's not, it's not what I'm trying to say. Not that those are things are bad. Sure. And one day your company will grow so much. You'll go do that. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not saying I don't have luxury things. I do. Right. But I don't charge more to, for those things. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like I charge more because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because the result is worth it. Because my program requires time from, from staff. Because I'm running a company, so I need to f- make sure it's taken care of. Because I have a family myself to take care of. These, these things is why we charge, right? Because we've got to charge with what it's worth. And um, I'm just going to be honest. If you're charging less than $5,000 for a coaching program, you're undercharging. Coaching in and of itself, in its essence, is expensive. You're asking a person. You know, think about the client's perspective. They're asking you to come into their life and help them fix things. Take time out of your life. Take time away from your family, your goals. To go into your life and work on you with your goals. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more intimate than that. Yeah. In my opinion, coaching is priceless. There's nothing more intimate than that. So if you're charging at less than five, you're already undercharging. You should just be increasing your price now. There's like, you you need to, it is a belief. It's a mindset issue, eh? There's nothing wrong with your offer. Your offer's probably worth five or 10 grand. I I bet I could sell SGC for four times the price right now. I bet I could. I probably could. First of all, I have. Can I have? What's that? (laughs) I'm just saying easily. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I, we kind of already have because we have our elite program. Technically, yeah. It's four times the price. Yeah. And uh, people bought, like, easy. Yeah. Easier. People bought easier at four times my price with an, an elite program than in the lower class program, True. okay? I'm just being, it was so much easier. I got to spend, me and my team spent, like, maybe 45 minutes to an hour on a call to convince um, a person on the phone yeah. to invest into the current price route for SGC, which is about to go up again. We're going to increase that. Right, but where it was at, which is a, a, a four-figure investment, yeah. When I got on the call with clients for a five-figure investment, that call was 10 minutes. Because all I did was, here's what I'll help you do. And here's how we're going to do it. Okay. Great. Yeah, how do I send the money? 
I'm like, okay. Like, I'm like, man, I guess the higher in price you go, like the easier the stuff gets. But what's the key to getting higher in price? Your belief. Your belief in your skills. And you can't, and you gotta develop, you gotta invest in developing that in yourself, your belief in your skills. Because that's the only thing stopping you from bringing the knob on the price up. Yeah. Nothing else. It's not like the market determines your price. No. Right? 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 Your results do, but like, it's really up to you. So, it's just a belief thing. And so you got to think, you got to value your education, right? You got to value your skills. Like if you're not willing to invest into the training and the, and the teaching of how to get better at charging and closing so you can charge more, like you deserve the income you get. Yeah. And peace of mind, sorry, peace of mind when you're making more money. Of course that... How it gives you more freedom and options to do things. You're less stressed, you know. I had a person uh, inside this high ticket co coaching community, and you know she could be watching this. And I posted, I'm like, what's stopping you from going high ticket? And, and her comment was, if you're in the high ticket coaching community, you could just scroll up right now and probably find it. And I responded to her. She goes, because um, I want to help those who need the help but can't afford it. I said, okay, hold on. Well, I responded. I said, so why don't you just? charge high ticket and go find the people that can't afford it and then from all the money you make go and help the people that can't afford it for free yeah right yeah so you really want to help people who can't afford it you should yeah. go do it for free while you're charging yeah because they can't pay right yeah okay she responds with well, what's wrong with selling low ticket is there a problem with selling low ticket is it like she got defensive yeah I, I wasn't trying to be offensive i was just trying to make a point like i was trying to give a perspective here she goes, what's, what's wrong with charging a low ticket? What do I have? I'm like, well, no, there's nothing wrong with charging a low ticket. There's a problem with you framing or masking yeah. your intention to help people that don't have money with the reason, like, around yeah. the reason why you charge cheap prices. Because mm -hmm. those two things don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah. You charging a, a cheap price or a low ticket price for coaching, which is a high ticket thing, mm -hmm. to people that... Can't, don't have money in the first place. There's a lot of issues with that concept. So I mean, the right thing to do is to build a business properly based off a profit model so that you have income mm -hmm. and profit to reinvest into helping people for free, which is called charity. Yeah. Right? I mean, isn't that the right thing to do? You go charge five or 10 grand, make whatever, five, six figures a month. From all the extra money you got, we donated to a, a, a cause just- uh, Last week? Last week. Yeah. Right? And more money than I know anyone else in that cause. Everyone was donating like five bucks, ten bucks here and there. We donated way more. Yeah. Why? Because we have profit. We, we donated, we help people. And what was it for? It causes of... Uh, I think it's women, it? women who deal with uh, abuse, etc. Right? So we donated to that, you know? Now, how are you going to donate and help people? Right? Or, or a good example I, uh, I did is last year, me, uh, Lauren, and Isaiah... We created something think, called Think Bigger, and we went into schools, and for free we spoke. And we held free events, right? Um, in the front end, right? And so and it's like, I was able to afford to do that because the business was making me money. Now, if I had to make money, and we had to now charge money from students, that'd be really weird, wouldn't it? Now, given we, we charged for like a one-day program, and the thing was, how much are the tickets? $15? $50. 50 bucks, right? 50 yeah, we yeah, charge yeah, fifty yeah. bucks yeah, for yeah. a one day course. A one day yeah. To yeah. students. Yeah. Why do we do that? Not like not to make money. I mean for I was trying to make some money to help 
to funnel to Lauren and Isaiah just so they can get used to because they want to be entrepreneurs, right? So I was trying to get them used to like creating uh, income yeah. from sales. Yeah. But really, why did why did I do that? Because I know when I was 19, 20, if I didn't pay for something, I wouldn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. So we're turning 50 bucks for a whole one-day course. Why? Because we just wanted to put money down. And we had like, what, 11 people, 12 kids? Like, why? It was, yeah, and they all showed up. So it was for their good, eh? It's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to pay my bills with that money. Like, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. It's, impo- it's, not, it's not bill paying money. So I'm like, the right thing to do is to build the business the right way, yeah. charge high ticket, build a profitable model, and go and help the people that have no money. Yeah. But, I, and this is, my, this is my opinion, right? I responded to her and I said, look, I think it's really shitty that you're charging at all to people who can't afford it. Isn't that a different way to look at it? No, I help. I'm a good person. I help people because I charge low tickets, so it's affordable. Yeah, but you're charging a person as no money. Like, that's like me saying I'm charging a hundred bucks. I'm charging only ten dollars a session for coaching to homeless people. What? Uh, I'm a good person. Look how cheap I am. Ouch! Isn't that messed up? That's a little messed up. Homeless guy makes ten bucks a week. You should be charging nothing. Yeah. But what, what's my excuse for charging at all? I don't make money. Yeah. This is this is like a it's a very it's a touchy concept. subject. It's a touchy subject. It is a touchy but subject. But it's the truth. I, I'm 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 like we're gonna say. It. Well, Armin said it. I said. It. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Send me hate mail. I don't care. I but I do agree with Armin on the basis of you know in entrepreneurship this this will happen a lot. Not even just in coaching in entrepreneurship around charging less because you want to help more. And it's always this conceptual thing where people make it about spirituality or, you know, anything else. We're in a pandemic right now. Rah, 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 rah. Like whatever, whatever statement you want to put around it. But entrepreneurs always have this issue where they, they believe that if they charge less, it means that they care more. If I, if I charge Bullshit. you less, it means I care more about you. If I charge Bullshit. you less, it Bullshit. means I love you more. And I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm one of the real ones. I want to help you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, and having that having that mindset doesn't only, you know, hurt your client, but it hurts you in the long run. Think about how much more you have to stress, beg, etc., to make that sale. Think about the, the, the mindset of the person, the mindset of the person who pays you little to nothing for your sweat, your hours and the ex- and the excessive extra mile you're going to do, because I know you're an entrepreneur who cares. Right. You're going to go the extra mile. You're going to do more for them than they deserve. You're going to put your sweat, tears, et cetera, into this program or et cetera, trying to help them. And you're only charging a fraction of what you actually should be. And they ask for a payment plan. Doesn't that hurt you more in the long run? Doesn't and then that- they don't pay the second payment. And then, and then they're hitting you with the, with the same things. Which that, is they can't afford it. Which is they can't afford it. Which is I can't, I don't have the money for this. You know, blah, 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 blah. And the reasons and the excuses, et cetera, et cetera, come. And you're left with no money now, time invested, and doubt in yourself, and all this mental it's issues. It's just more. Now you need to spend more money than you charge to go get the help to fix yourself. There's, it's, just a, it's just a vicious cycle. It's genuinely this vicious cycle that will run and run and And you know what's easier to do than all that crap and try to justify it as I'm a good person because I help people and charge less and I'm not this terrible person that charges actually what I'm worth. Because that's what they make it sound like if you charge high ticket. Oh, I'm not a terrible, mean, evil person who sits there and makes greedy decisions to make. That's what they make you sound like. They do. I've been on calls with people. They make it about greed. They They make make it it all about you're such a devil. Look at you. You're charging actual, you're actually charging $5,000. How dare you don't love people. (laughs) 
What? What? Like, do you yell at your car dealership representative like that because the car's $45,000? Like, have you thought about you're spending $45,000 on a piece of metal? You yell at them? Do you, do you go into a Ferrari dealership or a Lamborghini dealership? You guys are all the devil. You guys are all bad people. Charging $500,000 for a car. How dare you? You hate people. And some random person walks by you and, like, drops $500,000 because it's easier for them. Meanwhile, you give hell to the person selling you a $20,000 Honda Civic. Stop it! Poverty is the enemy! Poverty! Stop defending it! There's a lot of heat today on the Clear Talk stage. Poverty's the enemy, okay? Not high ticket. Not people with money. It's people that have none. They don't think rationally. Because of their financial stress, they become terrible people. Okay? And you know what's easier to, you know the easiest way to fix this all? Better than trying to go to church and ask for repentance. Trying to get, you know, get coaches hundreds of dollars to try to fix your mental issues. Now because you're, you're dealing with financial stress. Try to fight with people who have no money, have $70 in the bank account, you're charging 100 for a session. That $30 to make or break of their food. So, you know what's easier than doing all that crap and trying to justify like you're a good person, that's why you do this? Just invest into learning how to sell. And just charge $5,000 more and attract people that have the money. Because the only thing causing you to stay there is because you don't know how to close higher ticket. Wait, makes way more sense. More efficient, more intelligent, more ethical, more moral, more peace of mind. Learning how to do the right thing is better than finding 1,700 ways of how to stay in the wrong place and justify it. I'm tired of this, man. Armin's tired. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> Armin's not holding back in 2021. I got a call. This is the first clear talk of this, of this year, man. I got a call with someone, single mom or something, I don't know, like eight months ago, yeah. when I was still doing my own calls. She was like, I'm a single mom. I just invested three grand into the certification coaching program. I'm like, okay, what's the problem? Well, I'm not making any money. I said, okay, well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I charge this much. <gasps> you charge this much? That's so much. I'm like, yeah, because I know what I'm going to do for you. Wow, but like, how do people afford it? I'm like, there's people who afford it. They pay. <laughs> I'm like, did you think you're the only person in the world with your situation? Like, yeah. Well, I really want to do it, but like, that's too much. That's too much. I'm like, okay, so like, relax. Take a deep breath. Jesus, like, how much can you do? Oh, I can do this much. I'm like, yeah, but I can't do that. Yeah. Like, I can't justify the amount of work I'm about to put in for that money. Like, I can't. I know what I'm going to do for you. And then so I actually stay on the call for two hours. I try to motivate. I'm like, listen, here's the story of me when I was broke. I signed up for this $10,000 program. Yeah. And it caused me to have to go find the money in seven days. And I actually ended up closing $90,000 in contracts. Yeah. I'm like, I use it as a reason to go make money. I'm like, this is an opportunity for you. Maybe you could go find the money. And maybe that's your breakthrough. I, I gave so much genuine coaching and help to, for free on the call. Eh? Yeah. So I spent so much time I cared about. It. I thought, I, I'm like, man, it's a single mom. Like, she has a kid. Like, let me help her out. I'm not going to decrease my price because now she's learning to stay poor. Yeah. That doesn't help her. I'm like, let me teach her how to think bigger and find the money because we're human beings. We have in, in days, you know, things are possible, like crazy things are possible. If your mother was dying right now, your father was dying in the hospital and you need to come up with 10 grand by tomorrow, are you going to tell the doc, hey, sorry doc, can't afford it? You going to do that? Everyone watching, absolutely not, right? So wait, if you can do it for your dying mother or your father, you can't do it for your dying future? There's nobody sitting there, okay? That's how crazy I'm becoming right now. So it's just a matter of motivation, not money. So I try, I try to help her out, right? Yeah. We even tried to do like, we tried to apply for like funding and it didn't go through. We did a lot of stuff. She was being this like really antsy and she was making me uncomfortable on the call because she's getting all like, I feel pressured. I'm like, there's no pressure here. We're just 
trying to find out if you could do this. And if you can't, just don't do it. Yeah. No, but I just, why did you have to tell me it's this much? I'm like, first of all, how are you going to charge your clients if you yourself as a client are like this? Nervous. So I'm like, look, you put a deposit down, secure the rate, whatever. She gets off the call. I'm like, listen, if it doesn't work out, relax. I'm like, look, figure it out. Like, you can do this or else you're going to stay here forever. Mm-hmm. Gets off the call. Next day hits me up on WhatsApp. I feel swindled. I'm like, for what? I talked to your students and they paid this much back then. And now you're charging this much. And I'm like, you're talking about the beta version of my program I sold with half the stuff in it eight months ago, which has nothing to do with you. I'm like, what does that have to do with you now? I sold my coaching program as a course first and I sold it as a beta for like a low, low, like very low ticket price. And at that point I was just selling it to get people in to practice. But I built the business and the program out now. It's a coaching program. Has, those are two completely different products. No, but I feel like if they paid that, I should I shouldn't be able to pay this. I'm like, I'm like, look, I don't have time for this. Like, here's your money back, and uh, it's not talk. Like, I don't want to work with you. And she made an effort to say like, like trying to make shit up about me. Like, oh, I just feel like you swindled me and shit. So I responded with a voice note. I said, listen, I'm okay if you can't afford this program. I'm completely not okay with you making up lies and stories about who I am as a person because you can't afford the program. I mean, you don't walk into a, Lamborg- uh, a Ferrari or Lamborghini dealership and give shit to the representatives because they chose to sell higher premium products just because you can't afford it. Mike, so please take a moment and realize what you're saying here and what you're doing. I'm like, I'm cool with you not doing this. Maybe it's not the right time for you. Maybe you should find something that's more affordable for you. But you can't be asking for a premium result on how to build an entire business and get my help and not be willing to pay for it, okay? That's not how things work. I'm like, so I don't appreciate this. And she responded with, you know what, I'm very sorry. I realize I have a lot of mental blocks in my mind. I have to work on myself still a lot. There's a lot of fears in me around money. And so I, I apologize for being this way. And um, I guess thank you for everything, you know, for even giving me money back and whatever. Um, and I'm like, yeah, because I don't want your money unless I earned it. So because she apologized, I'm like, man, like this, what a great person. Like, I'm like, look at the character. See, there's, there's hope in there. So what did I do? I responded and I actually gave her coaching. Again, for free. And I told her exactly how to go make the money by selling clients. I gave her like a step-by-step, exact step-by-step process on WhatsApp. I like sent it to her. I'm like, go do this over the next seven days. I promise you, you'll make money. And if you want, you can take the money, invest, and work with us. And if you don't, just go do what I said and just make money. So she didn't do anything, obviously. Okay. A week later, we send out surveys to see for people who got on a call but didn't buy. What, why? She filled out paragraphs saying the same shit about how she felt pressured and swindled and and I remember reading this I'm like poor girl man like she's gonna stay there for a long time like even after all of the genuine support I try to give her yeah all the different approaches I got gave her on helping her break through from her money fear and really all she had was fear of poverty it's just she was stuck in financial stress and look at the kind of person she was becoming yeah that's what no low ticket does to you Low ticket thinking with low ticket prices. Like having no money create makes you a really ugly person. You're not an ugly person, but having no money makes you an ugly person. Broke is an ugly in every human being. We're not born to be poor. Well, poverty is something we, we un- unfortunately get put upon us because of how we are upbringing. Usually we look around us and most people are like this. 
I just felt bad because I'm like, even after all that, she still made an effort to criticize me. And I'm like, she not only deserves not to be a coach, number one, she doesn't deserve to coach anybody because she'll mess their lives up. Right? First integrity. Second integrity, there's a reason why she is broke. So she's there for that reason. And until she learns her lesson, however she does, she'll stay broke. That's it. And number three, I'm like, I remember watching Jim Rohn. I'm like, how does she do this? Why would she do that? Why would she do that? I remember I watched Jim Rohn once. And Jim Rohn said, as, as a really good story, about this is how you can handle criticism. Eh? If you're in your business and you, and you deal with criticism a lot or deal with just haters, or I don't even look at them as haters. Like, I don't, I don't, look at, I don't think I have haters. But, but you deal with people who are critics, like that, you know, say things about you. Yeah. Okay? Here's how you deal with them. Jim Rohn said once uh, there was a sermon, very, very famous sermon. Okay, that was made by a, a, a preacher. The preacher was a really good preacher. Okay, so he, he held this event, the sermon. Everyone came out, they listened. And this young man goes into the audience and is watching this preacher. He's like, this is one of the best sermons I've ever heard in my life. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. At the end of it, he was like in awe. He's like, how did this preacher come up with this sermon? It's amazing. Like, oh my God, this is great. And to his right, he went over and goes, what do you think about the sermon? To the person sitting next to him, he goes, oh, you know. I don't even know what he talked about. <laughs> How do you? I don't even know what he said. I was just saying a bunch of mumbo jumbo stuff. Yeah. And he goes, well, okay, yeah, sure. And he took, goes to the left person. He goes, what do you think? He goes, oh, this guy's full of crap. Everything he's saying is all lies. It's just, it's just... And he's sitting there. The guy's sitting there like, did these guys just watch the same sermon I watched? Yeah. He was so confused. Genuinely confused. He goes, we all just watched the same sermon. How could they got? How did they get that from it and I got that from it? Mm-hmm. And later after that, after the sermon was over, people were like networking. So he would go over to people and see what they're saying. And there was like a group of people just making fun of the sermon. Like the, the preacher, like, oh, look how his, how his hair looked when he was doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And then he over went to another group and they were just totally critiquing everything he said. Like he, he messed up this one word. He didn't say this one properly. Yeah. And he went over to another one. They were just like, oh, you guys want to go hang out like later on? Like they, they, as if nothing happened to them. Mm -hmm. And this guy was so confused sitting there like, did everyone watch the same sermon I did and then he goes to one other group and these guys are like this is the best sermon ever he's like oh these are my people right <laughs> yeah and they were like oh, I believe in everything this sermon uh, that this preacher said yeah and the, and, the, and the young man walked away with this idea in mind and he goes man like I wonder why they all said those things like different things and then he realized something who cares who cares that the mockers were making uh, the people that were mocking him were mocking him and the people were Critique him or critiquing him, and the people that believed in him believed in him, who cares why? All you need to know is they're mocking because that's what they do. They're mockers. And the people that were critiquing him, that's what they do. They're critics. And the people that believed in the sermon, that's what they do. They're believers. Mm -hmm. So you don't sit down trying to understand the psychology of why the person's being poor or, or cheap or, or, or whatever it is. You just realize, oh, that's just what they do. Yeah. They're poor. Yeah. And I remember sitting there, I'm like, man, this makes so much sense. Like so much people waste time trying to figure out why people are criticizing them or just calling them names or I'm like, because that's what like you wouldn't you wouldn't go to someone who's a liar yeah. and be like, why are you lying? Well it's pretty obvious, isn't it? It's cause they're a liar. <laughs> like that's all it is. So if this person is like completely like lying about what I've done. Yeah. And critiquing me, I go, well, that's what you do. So you just categorize people into the thing that they are. Now you go, Armin, that's a little cold, isn't it? Maybe. 
I mean, I, I'm in Canada. It's pretty cold outside. But the question becomes, which one's more efficient? Yeah. Trying to make sense of it all and losing your sanity? Yeah. Or just understanding if that's what people, that's what that person does, that's what they do. That's what they are. Now, I'm not saying they can't change. They can change. But it's not your job for you to worry about that. So all I got to know is like, if someone can't afford my program on the call, that's what they are. They can't afford it. Yeah. That's it. So I'm not for them. I don't try to change them now. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to fight me like, oh, you're doing something wrong. I'm just, you're, you're a critic then. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like that's, that's all it is. Or someone who like backstabs a person, you know, like that does something wrong. They're, I call them shitheads or pieces of shit. Like either one, like they're a good person inside, deep inside somewhere. On the outside, all their behaviors is shitty. So I just like, I'm like, it's a shitty person. Now, I don't believe that there's good or bad people. I don't believe that. But I'm saying, I'm, I'm just dumb, I'm dumbifying it. I'm simplifying it in my brain. So I understand how to get rid of it fast. Like, oh, shitty person, shitty behavior. There you go, boom. I just don't want to talk to you now. You know what I'm saying? You don't get caught around all the BS of trying to understand this stuff. Just understand, this is what they do, right? So to conclude this high-ticket conversation, it's much easier to close a high-ticket client than it is to close a low-ticket client. In my ethical perspective, you should probably be giving free stuff away to people who can't afford anything instead of charging them too little so that you become poor with them and you stress yourself out. And also you're taking 50 bucks from a person who has 25. That's just stupid to me. Or 50 from a person who has 100. It's easier for me to take, you know, 10, 20, or 30 grand from a person who makes hundreds. Mm -hmm. That's way easier to me than taking 50 bucks from a person who makes 100. Yeah. So, I hope that helps. Awesome. And if it pissed you off or you disagree with anything I said, leave it in the comments down below. I want to see what your point of view about it. Everyone wants to talk. <laughs> um, so let's let's take a look at the comment section. We've got a hello, hello, happy 2021 from Oscar. Oscar, happy new year. Happy new year, man. Um, he's also got a question as well. And Oscar, I want to say this to you. Every week you get on and we appreciate you asking questions live. But submit them to askarmin.com. Then I have them already. Yeah, okay? man. So... How is the sales call process to sell my make money online program for rapport to making the sale? I know it's a whole process, but in summary, what's the main goal I have to look at in the call? I want to read that to you again. Yeah. How is the sales call process to sell my make money online program from rapport to making the sale? I know it's a whole process, but in summary, what's the main goal I have to look at in a call? Get them to admit they need help. That's it. Get them to admit they need help. That's the whole point of the call. They have to admit and come to the conclusion they can't do it on their own. Because if they think they can, they won't buy. Yeah. And just to be clear, for anyone watching, thinking, ooh, that's manipulated. First of all, manipulation is a great thing if you use it for good intention. Manipulation itself as a skill is not a bad thing. It's bad when you use it to get things you want self selfishly without benefiting the other person. That's different. Manipulation, in a good way, is just called influence, right? If I influence my kids, <clears throat> um, I manipulate them. But if I'm influencing them to eat healthier, that's called influence now. <laughs> it's not manipulation, but I'm really just manipulating. So number one, if you think it's manipulation, as long as it's a good cause, it's called influence, number one. Number two, um, if someone's booked a call to talk to you as a coach, it's because they can't do it on their own. Why would someone book a call if they can't? Yeah. Those people never show up on a call. So that means no matter what they tell you on the call, which is, oh, I don't know, I could, 
their ego will come up out because they're afraid to buy, they're afraid to spend, and they're afraid to invest. They're also afraid to admit or their egos won't let them admit that they need help. Your job as a closer on a call is to get them to admit that and to do it in their way, not force them, not, not sell them, but vacuum them in to the conclusion. Um, and that's called persuasion. But it's also called honesty because if someone's on a call, they need help. So why did they book a call? Unless they're, you know, those people that book a call just to see what you do and uh, t kick your tires or to uh, uh, just trying to funnel hack you to see how you do a call. Yeah. You know those people who they are. But um, ultimately, the goal is to get them to understand they can't do it alone. And they already know that, but they have to admit it on the call. And when they do, it's easy to, to close because it's just a matter of paying you to get started, right, to get the help. And so it's an honesty thing. Every person on the call, most of them need your help anyways. So your ability to get them to admit that is just you guys are being honest with each other. And buyers are liars. And it's, it's, it's a term that's said a lot in sales. It's because it's, it's actually true. Like people want to buy things, they lie. Not because they're bad people, but because they have so many bad conditions inside of their nervous system. So much fear, so much poor thinking mm -hmm. that it causes them to be afraid to want to buy something. Like, have you ever tried to buy something on a call or when you're about to do a big investment, you start shaking, get nervous. You want to, you want to go think about it only because you just don't know how to make a decision on the spot. Yeah. You just really don't. You don't know how to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing to think about. You just want more time because you think with more time, the, the fear of the decision goes away. Isn't that stupid? Mm -hmm. That's actually what people think. They go, if I, if I just sleep on, I'll wake up and it won't be as scary to make the decision. No, it changes nothing. Tomorrow you'll be just as afraid. And because you're waiting for something that's never going to happen, yeah. which is the nervousness going away from doing something you've never done, which is totally normal and natural. Yeah. Because it never actually happens because that's unrealistic. It never happens. You actually never do it. So you end up procrastinating. And then five years later, you realize nothing changed. And hopefully, you get on the call with a good closer. That person knows how to get you through it. You make a decision. You know how fast I buy expensive stuff? I just invested another $40,000 last week. Last week? Last week. Last week. You know how quick <laughs> the decision was to buy? 10 minutes? See, I'm like a client like that too myself. Got on the call. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm already in. They go, okay, well, well yeah. like, what's your goal? I'm like, yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> okay, what do you want with this? Yeah, yeah okay, awesome. Yeah. Cool, okay. So how can we pay? Like, I legit, yeah. Trust me. Yeah, and I just asked a few buy. questions about like, like what I get to get so I know like, how to use it. Yeah. 40 grand. Because why? I've gotten over the, I built the muscle of decision making. So I don't have to think about anything. Yeah. I thought about it on the call with them. Yeah. I'm like, hey, but like, look, I can only start this time. Yeah. And you're gonna give me this much time in the program, so which one, like? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, okay. I didn't say let me go think about when to start. Yeah. Because that's what people that don't know make decisions do. On the call, I'm like, man, help me out with this. Like, when do we start? Yeah. Well, <laughs> how do I do this? Because I want to do it, but I have to start then because I'm doing something right now. Yeah. He was the guy who just started then. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But I can pay now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Let's do it. Simple. When it, <laughs> a program, well, multiple. I'm the same. I'm the same way as Armin. Like, most people who are in, like, I feel like most people who sell well are also good people to sell to, you know, like we'll see the value and we're like, all right, cool. Like we don't have to do this for too long. So I remember one sales call I was on specifically uh, with a coach that I got last year. And I think the call was maybe 15 minutes and she's like, okay, great. So, you know, this is the investment for you, blah, 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 blah. She did the whole thing. I was just, cause when you do it, you hear it and you know it, you're like, okay, she's going to do it. Okay. She's likely going to do the price drop. You, like you just know. So she's getting there. She's getting there. I'm like, 
honey, I was like, I love what you're doing. You're doing great so far. I really want to let you know I love your process. Like, I've listened to a few of these before and you're doing great. But I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. We don't, don't worry about it. I would like to buy today. She's like, yeah, but the program doesn't start for like another, I'm like, don't worry. It's fine. How do I give you my payment? Like, you're going to go on for another five to 10 minutes and you don't need to. That's more training than I was than like, we're right here. There. I was like, listen, you're doing great. We're here already. My card is in my hand. <laughs> like, let's just do this. One of the biggest causes of a loss of sale is you. Yeah. Like you're doing too much. You, you do a lot. It's, you got to learn when to know when a person's ready to buy. Yeah. See, like that girl could have lost the sale. Potentially. But and she just kept like, talking. Yeah, yeah. Until like she had to go. Yeah. yeah. She would have lost the sale. She's there with a credit card. I was in the park. This is not a, this is a true story. I was in the parking lot, but the call was like in the morning before I came to the office. Like we're in the parking lot. I'm like, listen, we don't have to do this anymore. I got to go inside. So like, you're doing a good job, but I can't, I'm going to buy now. So I'm ready. Like, let's just do it. So, so, so here's the thing. Like, that's why you got to invest in diet to get sales training, man. Like, like, and actually see, we cover this. Cause like you can lose a sale. Like you don't need to do a whole 30 minute call. I, even with the 40,000 hour investment, I'm sitting on the call. I'm like, I hope he doesn't like, talk too much yeah because i just want to buy don't turn, yeah don't All do that. i honestly just want to ask questions and then give them a cut yeah. i'm like just tell me this the this, fact this, that this, we're this. on the call right well maybe it's just a me and you thing yeah right? and it's all if yeah. we're on the call i'm ready to buy yeah, yeah. If, if we're if we're talking today like i'm gonna buy by the end of yeah. this so, so like what you say doesn't really matter but you know at one point he was talking too much even yeah. with my call and i'm like yo yo listen listen <laughs> i watched i did my homework invest i'm ready <laughs> I just want you to know, I understand your process. I'm like, I run a business. We do the same thing. Yeah. I love what you're doing, bro. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I already have a credit card ready. I just need to know a few things so I know how I'm going to execute this once I pay. Like, that's it. Okay, cool. And then you answer my questions. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Awesome. That's right. Like, <laughs> my point, though, is um, what was the question we were answering here with Oscar, right? Yeah. So it's like the goal is just to get them to admit. If they already know they need help, don't try to get them to admit on the call. Just make them say it to you so they can hear it themselves and then yeah. go move forward. That's it. That's the whole point of the call, man. Yeah. Oscar. You know what's crazy? I didn't even know most of the stuff I was getting. Yeah. You're, you're there. You're like, oh, wow. All this stuff too? Great. Yeah. They're like, we do this. I'm like, really? I'm like, damn. <laughs> I, I, would just, I just wanted to get access to like the training, you know? <laughs> Shit. Love it. But Oscar also has... Uh, which, which goes to show it doesn't matter what you're giving them or how much time it is or anything yeah. or even the price. What matters is what's the result. I knew when I was going to buy this program, I'm going to do, I'm going to achieve something. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't even care how the how looks. Yeah. I'm just like, but I know I'm going to get there. I, they, they're marketing everything. Like what I'm saying is the belief was built in me that it's going to work. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. So you're pre-marketing before a call has to convince them it's going to work. Yeah. So by the time they get on the call, it's just a matter of some logistical things and payment. That's the key to how to get selling. The right way, at least. Because you could also get on calls and try to sell it on the call, but that is exhausting. I, you know how many coaches I get joining our program that do all their calls themselves? They repeat the offer every single time. They repeat, they teach your clients every single time. I'm like, it never dawned on you to make a video about this? So you just don't do it ever again just send the video to them? <laughs> Damn, like, holy. Anyways. So Oscar... Automation. Uh, <laughs> so Oscar is following up by... I don't know if that's a question. Like I said, if you might want to, you might want to submit that to askarm.com because you just said with making money and help to make money. I don't know what context that was in, and depending on what Armin said. Say it again. Um, he just said with making money question mark and then help to make money, like as separate different as separate comments. I don't know what he's talking. It about. It doesn't matter what you're selling. I don't care if you're teaching someone to make money or you're coaching them on you know. Oh, based on weight, his program. Oh, okay. losing weight, making money, getting a relationship. It doesn't matter, man. No, no one offer is easier to sell than the other. Because at the end of the day, it's the same science. Get them.
to believe the results is more valuable than their money. They'll buy. Yeah. I used to think selling how to make money is easier. I used to think that. I used to think that it's easier. I had that thought earlier too. When right? you were talking, I was like, if it's a money-based thing where you can say, invest this, you'll make this based on blah, blah, blah. It no. seems like it's easier because you're like, well, if you invest this, technically Yeah, you but get people this. aren't good at math. Or exactly. logic. Yeah. So you're getting the same kind of people that don't get it anyways. It yeah. doesn't matter how makesensical it is. It's not about how much it makes sense. Again, it's your sale is not dependent on logic. Yeah. It's an emotional thing. So when you get them to emotionalize the value of the end result they're going to get from your program, becoming more valuable than the money they have, they buy. Yeah. Logic is just to justify it afterwards. Okay? But my biggest thing is, is I used to think selling a money offer um, is going to work better. Okay? I used to think this. Because I thought... Well, person will rationalize. Yeah. If I pay you ten grand and you make me a hundred, it's gonna make sense. Makes right? sense. Yeah. But what's the determining factor of them believing that? That. They Belief. Believe, yeah. That only works if you believe I'll make you a hundred, right? True. So which means what? The sale goes back to what? My ability to. Get them a result. Make them to believe. Well, yes. It's yes. emotional thing. It has yeah. nothing to do with the logic anymore. True. 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 But wouldn't that mean I can make you believe anything for any offer then? Technically. So it's, it's not. That, oh, I'm trying to. You know when you have a really good concept and it's in your brain and you're like trying to communicate it? Like, and you're yeah. trying to make it not messy? I'm going to try to make this simplify. Okay, clean it up. You think if you sell a money offer, I'm a money coach. I help you make money, right? Give me 10 grand, I'll, get, I'll make you 100. Mm -hmm. Because I'll show you how to do that, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You think that should be a logical sale. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that only works if they believe you'll do that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they don't believe you, like even the girl that was critiquing me, uh, my critic back then, yeah. I remember she said in her text to me, even when you tell me you're going to help me make 10 grand a month, I don't believe it. We've helped students make way more than that. Yeah. Like, she's like, I don't believe it. That's my own fear box. See, it didn't matter the price I, I told her I'm going to help her make. Mm -hmm. she, I'm going to help you make $5 a day or $500 a day or $5,000 a day. It doesn't matter because if she doesn't believe it, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. So... It only works if they believe you'll do that, which means what? Belief is the determining factor. A belief of what? That that is going to happen and it's more valuable than the money they have. Mm -hmm. That's when the sale happens, when the crossover happens. Think about this. Well, I could do the exact same thing with anything. I'm going to show you how to pay me 10 grand. I'll show you how to lose 50 pounds. Well, they'll only pay you if they believe you'll lose, you'll help them lose the 50 pounds. Yeah. They don't believe it. It doesn't matter what you're charging, 500 or 10,000. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. Ready for this? Now, let's say they believe you. But they don't know that, at least in money offer, they'll get the logical. Like, yeah. it is more valuable yes. practically. This yeah. is probably where they get confused. Like, oh, but money's easier. It's not, because they'll watch. 100 grand is more than 10 grand. Yes, that's logical math. Yep. But fear can get in the way, so it doesn't matter. Same level of effort to close the sale. Yep. Watch. With, with uh, losing weight. You go, but it's Armin. Armin, so I'm going to pay 10 grand to learn how to make 100 over, pay 10 grand to lose 50 pounds. Hold on, hold on. You're telling me that there are, that you think $100,000 in bank account is more valuable than Finally feeling confident when you take your shirt off? See, he's in a perspective. Guy can't take off his shirt in the bedroom, so thus his sex life suffers, so thus his relationship suffers, so thus his personal self-esteem suffers, thus he has lower paying jobs because he doesn't have confidence, he has disharmony at home, he feels like crap, he overeats. Whoa, whoa hold on. That is less valuable than having $100,000? Do you believe that? Because if you believe that, you can't sell that now. But if you believe the opposite, you can sell it. Pay me 10 grand, I'll give you back your confidence when you take off your shirt. Relationship. Someone says divorce, right? 
I want to get marriage counseling, coaching on my marriage or my relationship. Okay, pay me ten grand, I'll save your marriage. Mm-hmm. That that's hard to sell, Armin. That I'll make a hundred grand. Is it? You're telling me you can't make the person see that going to bed every night with stress isn't more valuable than making a hundred thousand dollars more? And divorce is expensive. This, this is another thing. You can always tie the result to money again because everything has something to do with money, with, with health. Yeah. How much money do you spend overeating? Okay. How much money does it cost you to do all the bullshit to cover up your insecurities, yep. right? How, how, much, how much time do you waste? How much, what's the opportunity cost of not having confidence mm-hmm. with your mm-hmm. body? How Very much money could you be making? Very everything is tied back to money. So just because you have a money offer, like your coaching is around making money, doesn't mean anything about the difficulty for closing. You're still, your closing skills still matter universally with every type of offer. Does that make sense? I hope that helps. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to again, is the results you're going to offer them to help them produce more valuable than the money. That's all it really takes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what the result is. If it's making more money, being happier, connecting with God, or, or, or even finding happiness in their life. Because how expensive is it to be sad every day of your life? Pretty damn expensive. Your job, though, is to make them see that. Mm-hmm. So the main goal of every sales call is to get them to admit they need help. That's it. I used to think otherwise. Eh? I used to think it was to um, make them uh, want what I have, which is kind of thing. Like I used to think I have to sell them. Like I have to yeah. uh, make them believe that my, my program is val like is very valuable because of all the things we're doing for them. Yeah. I used to sell on a call. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I'm like, whoa, none of this matters if they don't believe they need it. Yeah. So the only real goal is that you convince them that they need it. Yeah. And this matters. This happens with every type of sale. Every sale, every, it's just the economy. When you need, if you're buying something, it means you need it. You don't have it, so you need it. My cousin, Upton, behind the camera, is, sells photography. Not photography, that's an understanding. He sells like media services, right? So, filming, recording, editing, vote, anything with media. This guy's really good. We had this conversation, he was like, but it doesn't apply. I'm like, it's the exact same process. If your client, I'm talking to you, if you're client to the camera, but he's also talking. No, to I'm talking to you now, so everyone can watch because I'm trying to help you with this. Live coaching session. If you can make a client believe that you're whatever you're about to do for them, whether it's recording that video, getting that photo shoot, uh, filming something really professional, like you did for one of our students, right? That's going to make them money, or it's going to improve their business, or it's going to save them stress from something else, or it's going to do something that betters, and that is more valuable than their money. They'll pay you anything you charge. Is the problem? Think about this. You were going to use my, my, so this is a good example, actually. You charge more for Daniel to, to film, right? Because you went to this place. Okay, this is a good example. Let me actually give this a real-life example. Um, my cousin was going to uh, come and use my space to film something for a friend of mine, okay? So I said, yeah, no problem. But then I had to block it off. I'm like, I need it because I'm filming, like, videos myself. So my friend calls me and goes, man, I need the space, and I'm like, so why don't you just do it at your place? He goes, because your cousin's going to charge me an astronomically higher rate to come all the way to my place. I'm oh, like, yeah, because wow. he's driving an hour there. And I, no, oh, but, yeah? Just no, but, no, but this is it's fine. <laughs> no, like, I know. It makes sense. I'm like, yeah, because he's, he's driving an hour and a half there and back. I'm like, yeah, and he's so taking all this crap. I'm like, but of course he's going to charge more. He goes, yeah, but bro, like, so here's what happened. In his mind, the value, see what happened. Look what happened. Because you went to his house, didn't you? Okay, so see what happened. Yeah. The value. Yeah of getting his videos recorded, okay, was lower than the cost it would have had for him to pay my cousin to come do it there. 
What did I do though, accidentally not noticing, I took away the option of being here. Yeah. So that means he doesn't have an option for a different price because the price would have been lower if he had a different option, okay? So I took that away and guess what happened? Now the price went up again to here. Yeah. Now he's like, shit. The value of me doing is this par with like, or it's, or it's now like this, right? Yeah. But then he tried to figure out, can we move the schedule on? Maybe he could come here. Maybe he could try to save the money, right? What happened though? He couldn't do that. So what did he do? He's like, man, this is stressing me out to think about it. He probably sat there and he went, this is costing me time. It's costing me stress. And it's costing me more money because I can move on to the next thing that makes me money if I stop thinking about this. So he goes, okay, whoop, value of just getting him to come at his house. Yeah. He came higher than the price he's going to charge at a high price. Yep. So even though, look at this, even though this was what you were doing before, the price was lower, so the value was higher than the price of doing it here, your price went up. Well, what happened? You didn't even do this, but you need to learn how to do this on the calls when you sell your clients, man. So it happened by accident, but if you could do this because your closing sales are better, you'll make more money because you charge more. He, his value of, his, of the product when the offer went up because it now he realized it's costing him to not just get it done, book it at his place. Yeah. So he rationalized, okay, I'd rather pay more to so, get it done. So what did you say, how much is it costing you trying to figure out how to save on, on, on this whole project? Well, no, like, yeah, but yeah, you can almost math it, but you could, one way is to calculate the cost. Yeah. Okay, if you could do that, if you can, yeah. if you can. But you could also get stuck in that if you don't have it all figured out. So they go, yeah. well, no, it's not that bad. What you wanna do is just ask this question. Well, what's more expensive? I love it, it's the what's more expensive clothes. I came up with the, one of my elite clients. I'm like, it's so good. What's more expensive? Paying me that that much or pushing this project one more week? Or us having to go rent another space. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens? Then you get them to perspective. Uh, perspective. What's more expensive? Another week you're waiting for, for your launch? Because he wants to launch three weeks for yeah. an event, right? Yeah, so, yeah. He, so one week would have been chopped off if he had to wait. So like, could you not make more money than what you're about to pay me if you just launched earlier? Closing skills, not your price point. Stop charging cheap prices thinking you'll make more sales. If you suck at selling, it doesn't matter what you charge. Honestly, though, like, uh, I've had some pretty like high-ticket uh, clients versus the low-ticket clients, and the high-ticket clients were the ones that gave me such an easy time. It's always easy. Versus <laughs> the low-ticket clients. Because low-ticket clients, they expect the world and the biggest discount. Yes. They're like, give me a payment plan, charge me, give me your discount. If you have a discount behind the discount, give me that too. And by the way, if you give me a discount on the discount, is there something you can do for me anyways? Yeah. What if I that person? What, what if I what if I refer you like three people? Do I get an extra something off? Okay, what if I what if I take out this one part of your offer? Can you like take yeah, out I don't half the price? I need that part. So can we customize the package so I could take this part out? Yeah. But then maybe instead we could add this, but it's not gonna cost me. What if I me. give you what if I what if I buy you lunch? <laughs> What if I buy you a $15 meal for lunch? Can you give me a, like, any, can you do anything for me? Yeah, but I'll take $15 off your thing. I thought I would do with that person. I would think, yeah, I'll take 15 bucks. Give me the receipt. I'll withdraw it from the thing so you paid for it. Because <laughs> they expect everything and want to give nothing. You know what we call those people? Something for nothing people. SFN disease. SFN disease. Something for nothing. They want more than they want to give. These people suffer in life because they expect, these are the kind of people in their families who never do anything but hope, uh, criticize everyone for doing nothing, for doing something for them. Yeah. These are the people that never go the extra mile for their own spouse or their kids, but they go, look at how they are all the time, they're not doing what I say. It's the same people that show up on your call and go, you charge a thousand, can you, can you do five? Why should I do five? Because, you know one of my favorite lines I used to do, I used to sell seminars, one of my favorite lines was, one of my favorite lines was, Someone will go, well, I'm like, it's $2,000 hour seminar for three days. I'm like, it's 36 hours of training. I'm working with you live. It's like a live coaching program for three days. Two grand. Show you how to do all this stuff. 
And they go, well, can you do something for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like what? And they'd be like, you know, like 1500. And I said, so is 500 of a difference to make or break for you? They'd be like, yeah. If they did that, I'm like, I don't think it's right for you, man. Yeah. I'm like, is $500 is more valuable to you? Like you'd rather keep it than to just do the program? Probably isn't worth, it's not a priority for you anyways. And they go, no, 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 it's a priority. Okay, so then let's do it. And they'd be like, yeah, but I'm just asking, can you do something? And listen, this is a little confrontational. But honestly, it's the right thing to do because people like this need to be put in the place to understand what they're doing is terribly offensive and wrong. Yeah. Like what they're doing is insulting. And they keep doing it to everybody. You're not the only person. So I like to fix the problem right there so no one else has to suffer from their issues. This is what I say. I go, okay, so how about this? I'll give you the number of the numbers of all my other clients that paid me two grand for the same seminar you're going to, gain the exact same thing. I want you to call them and explain to them why you're paying less than them. Uh, and if they're all okay with it, and you have a very good valid reason for why I'm charging you less than everyone else, I'll do it. Yeah. So I put the responsibility in their corner. Now, guess what? If they have any sense of integrity or conscience, they'll feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They'll go, well, well, yeah, I mean, look, that's a little, you know, like, and I've had people be like, oh, I'm not, no, it's like, I'm not going to. I'm like, well, I'm just curious because you're asking for favor, but like, is it like, for with what reason? Now, I've had this with people that are my ethnicity. This is the worst type because they think like I owe them something because we're Persian together. We're brothers. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, oh, you know, we're, I'm a, a Persian. <laughs> that's, first of all, that's Arabic. That's very racist. Well, he says a BB all the time. Sorry. I'm sorry to the Persian community. Habibi is Middle Eastern. Thank you very much. Middle Eastern community. Right? You know what I meant. It's all love. Persian is more like Aziz. <laughs> Aziz. <laughs> so, so they'll be like, oh, well, we're Persian. Like, couldn't you hook a brother up? And I'd be like, yeah, like, what do you want? be like you know like do you have discounts i'm like no they go well can you do something i'm like like what see i make it uncomfortable by saying nothing don't ever try to reason with someone like this because they're actually looking to get something for nothing which is insane to me like it's different than the person i actually had one person do this see this is a different situation i had a person who goes i don't have the two grand but i can pay you a thousand and i can give you a thousand dollars worth of service i'm like what's the service mm -hmm. and she's like i'm a writer yeah. I'm like, okay. She goes, I can sit through your entire seminar and I'll transcribe the whole thing. I'm like, that's incredible. That's more valuable than the thousand to me. To me, I'm like, that's more valuable than the thousand because I get a whole written version of my training. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's amazing. I'm like, done. So we closed at a thousand and I said, but write, make me like a PDF and we got the terms and conditions on that. And I got a, a written version of the thousand of the, of the, of the event. That is different. See, it's not something for nothing. They're exchanging value for Price. But when a person's asking for less than the price for no reason at all, they're delusional. They are messed up. So I just want to make this clear, like, like just stay away from people like this. And, and the best way to respond to people that are have unjustified perspectives on how things should be uh, is like make them uncomfortable by putting them in a position where it's like they have to take ownership of how dumb it sounds. Yeah. So I'd be like, yeah, go, just go explain to all my other clients that pay the, the full, rate, full rate why you're paying less. Yeah. And they're okay with it. I'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. Right? No, 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 no. And you know, I had one time this one person go like, yeah, sure, give me their numbers. I'm like, hold on, hold on. What are you going to tell them? Well, I'm going to tell them that I'm an up-and-coming speaker and that 
everything you're about to do for me is going to come back to you in tenfold. Because when I get there, I'm going to give so much back to you. I said, okay, that's a fair argument. I'm like, but are you saying they're not? Are they not going to become big? No, no, I just know I'm going to be big. I'm like, well, but, so, okay, but can they also become big? Well, yeah. And so why are you guys paying different prices? See, again, it goes back to their bullshit ego. Eh? It's like this delusional fucking ego. Yeah. This delusional, like, idea of themselves. Oh, I'm, I'm special, so I need special treatment. You want special treatment, there are hospitals for that. Go there. I'm sorry to be harsh, but, like, I actually don't know how people like this think it's okay to be this way. It's, it's absolutely... Someone... Isaiah, put, like, a little smoky thing here. It's like... Um... Like, I just don't know how they, how they behave this way and then they think it's okay. Well, so, it's like, you know what? They're, they're causing harm to everyone. Probably in their family, they're creating serious issues. Yeah. Because their, their personality is a problem. Like, their personality is their biggest expense. It's the most costly thing they have. Yeah. So I'm just trying, I'm trying to make, if you're watching this and you're like this, like, hit me for a moment, but really just try to digest what I'm saying. This is how you look when you're being this way. Now, if you're watching this and you know someone like this, stay away from them. Like, far away. Like, move countries. This is an interesting, and I, I think I always bring it back to this, this example because it's, oh. Did you touch it? Nope, my laptop died. Oh, it did died. it? It died. We've been going that long. That's all right. Um, blank clear talk screen. But at least it's not like that one time when the... You want to just plug your laptop in? <laughs> yeah. Does someone want to give me a charger? Um, so just finishing yeah, off, you know. Anyways, yeah, yeah wait, we're way over. But, <laughs> but it, I don't really care. What were you saying? Go ahead. Yeah, well, in terms of like a real life example, right? Um, and this goes to whether you're a client. This and this goes to whether you're a client who, you know, is always asking for a you discount for or if you're a coach or et cetera, who's charging for your prices. You have to genuinely think about the amount of time, effort and years and investments that you have put into, you know, doing your craft. Yeah, this is like super behind the scenes. Guys, love it. It's not worse than the backdrop falling. And no, that was hilarious. Yeah, but it, it's Oh, you really, were in there during those times. I know, but it's really just about your value, right? If you have to think about it, a doctor, etc., who's these high-paying jobs that most people want that, you know, my immigrant parents think is the most important job title, they're going to go to school and they're going to pay anywhere between, you know, ten dollars to $30,000 a year to a to, for that thing, for that program, multiple years, what is it, eight years to be a doctor, or just a four-year program, let's talk about a $5,000 program at a college for a four-year program, which is $20,000. At the end of the day, you go to, you go to um, pay that money to this institution to get this skill that you can translate to your life future, so to, for your future, so you can make forty dollars to $50,000 a year. What makes investing into a coach any different? You know, if you, like, Arm, like Armin talks about, he paid $40,000 for a program last week. Do you know how, many mon how much money, years, time, and effort has gone into these programs? Let's take, take the example of a personal trainer, right? They potentially went to get a certification program to be a coach, fitness trainer, etc. That's probably usually around a $5,000 program, anywhere from two to 5000 maybe even $10,000, depending on the skill set that they want to provide. In addition to that, what do they also do? They've likely been working out for years, right? So they've definitely paid a gym membership between, if it's a good gym, 20 to 30 to $50 a month to go there and work out. They've spent probably one to two hours in the gym daily 
working on their personal physical physique. They spent hundreds of dollars on supplements because you know supplements are expensive. Protein shakes, um, what else? Uh, oh, what's that thing that gets you pumped up? Pre-workout. Oh, any of the additional supplements, supplements to keep their body in shape, vitamins, minerals, etc. Oh, maybe the doctor. Oh, maybe no, rehab at a chiropractor, at a massage therapist, at any of these other institutions. How much money is that? And you want to come and tell them that they don't deserve your money because they haven't put in the work, because they don't have the skill set, because they can't get you the result that you want. Think about how much of an asshole you sound as a, as a, as a customer. To saying that to someone who has invested this much into their life and in their course and in their career, whether they go to school or whether they do it themselves and pay out of pocket. Think about how you sound as a customer and a consumer. Think about how you'll sound as a coach or a mentor if you have that mentality. Is, it, is today Sunday? <laughs> I think it's Sunday today. I don't know. I I'm just doing some. Yeah, I, I actually had a client who, uh, who, who wanted uh, to hire my services. And he was hyping up like what kind of you know, service he wants and what kind of, how he wants to basically get this video done and how he wants his brand to be represented. And he's like, yeah, I want it to be like really high quality and all that. And then when I gave him my price and I said what I'm going to do for him, uh, he's like, okay, well, I, I don't really need to make it that. You know, oh, and that, oh that yeah, good. it doesn't have to be that so good, he right? He downgraded his, his, <laughs> his style of what he wants to, like how he wants to present his brand. I'm like, I don't do anything less than yeah. like amazing. What's up? Right. So it was just really fun. Yeah, I remember I time. talked to Upton about this. <clears throat> he was at a crossroads where his work takes time because he produces high quality. Like, it looks like Hollywood very, level stuff, okay? Very, But he was selling, he was talking to clients that want, like, YouTube level stuff, okay? So I remember he was at a crossroads. He was stressed because he was trying to convince small thinking clients how to want big thinking stuff. Yep. So he thought there was something wrong with him because he's like, man, is something wrong with my offer? Am I charging too much? Maybe I could charge like maybe I could break it into 17 payment plans over two years. <laughs> maybe I could maybe I could, maybe I could get them a funding for the five hundred dollars, you know? That's how he was thinking, right? And he's thinking like, maybe I could do all this, right? God forbid, a one year payment plan? I mean, anyways, so so he's thinking all this, right? And go, I'm like, why? I'm like, well, how many people have you talked to? He's like, four. I'm like four, okay. And um, what did they say? You know, it's like early on, right? Yeah. I'm like, what did they say? He goes, they said this. I'm like, that just means they're not qualified to be your client. And he, in his mind, he didn't think that was an op that an, uh, uh, a possibility. Yeah. He didn't think that there could be a, a category of people that aren't a fit for him. Yeah. He wasn't thinking about fitting. Yeah. Like, yeah, know? I wasn't thinking about qualification. No, you're just thinking anyone. Yeah. Anyone can pay me. No, 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 no. If that's the case, let's go uh, on Church Street downstairs, uh, you know, downtown and try to sell people. Because I was like, thinking like, if anyone's going to hire out, they're looking for quality content. But that's not the case. That's, that's the, the problem case. right there, right? Yeah. We think as entrepreneurs that our clients think like us. They don't. Yeah, they, don't they don't think don't. like you. Yeah. They don't think like you. Mm-hmm. You know how important when I work with my elite clients and I'm one on one with them, yeah. who was I talking to that that oh, uh Volter. Walter creates a, a testosterone program for men, it's a men's program to help them like, you know, improve their sex life by increasing testosterone. It's a really cool offer. We help them craft everything and all that. Uh, and if you want to actually be a part of his uh, his Facebook group, he just launched it. It's called the Alpha Sex Life Community. Okay, so it's just for men. You can go to Facebook and go to Alpha Sex Life Community. He's I think the only group on Facebook that does that. And he gives like tips on 
how to improve your testosterone so you have better sex, better I some, energy. I have some referrals for you, Walter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna send him referrals too. I might even sign up for his program just because. Like, I believe in what he does. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely. So I'm cool talking offer. to him and I'm like, let me see your 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 content for your program. And he's like, he's a coach. He's been in this for over ten years. He's a, he's a doctor. He has like a degree and all that stuff. And uh, and he's such a cool guy. And he goes like, he's like teaching like the chemical imbalances of the body. Like here's. Fiber, Mitri, this, that's a disease. I'm just making this up. But, like, here's a clobiol tab tabliolosis. I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea what the hell it was. But it was all these words. Instead of just saying something simple like dopamine or serotonin. He's no, he's, like, he's words. going into, like, the <laughs> chemistry differences. And I'm like, what is this lesson about? And he goes, oh, this is just telling them, like, what foods not to eat. I'm like, hold on, hold on. What the hell is this word? Yeah. He goes, well, that's the thing that causes the, the killing, the mouth. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just say how to avoid testosterone killing foods he goes oh yeah we could do that too and i'm like i'm like do you actually think your customer this random guy who's like 28 can't get it up in bed who really right, just wants to have better sex is addicted to porn and just wants to make his girlfriend happy yeah. you really think he cares about what serotonin fifliosis uh, is fifliosis <laughs> 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 and he goes yeah, I get your point. And I'm like, you know what your problem is? You think your client is going to think and, and talk like you. Yeah, where they want the information. They he want goes, the details. They I want go the like, don't you, don't you put yourself in your the customer shoes to think what they're going to yeah. think about? Yeah. He goes, honestly, I didn't think about that. I just said what like, I understand. I'm like, that's your problem. I'm like, you're trying to communicate to your client like you think. Like you would say something to yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but dude client doesn't think like you and he goes i never thought about that yeah and i did the same thing with another elite client i had with him muhammad i'm sitting down with him and he's like i want the marketing to say this stuff i'm like why because that's like what we stand for i'm like yeah but that's what you stand for marketing is not about you saying what you want to say it's about saying what your audience needs to hear right and he goes what do you mean and i go well you like to say your offer your your brand is about this yeah that's your perspective. I'm like, you need to connect to what they are looking for. And then I looked at him, I'm like, you know what your problem is? I'm like, and he's got a really high level guy, okay? Super, super well off. Like, he doesn't really need to use. He's just yeah. working with me as like a side project to like, you know, he has, he's been in business. He's been an entrepreneur his whole life. Uh, like, you know, much older, more wise. He's one of my mentors. But he ended up being a client for building his high ticket funnel. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at him, I'm like, you're so detached from the normal world because you're such a high level thinker. I'm like, I think you're out of touch with how the like ordinary person thinks. Like your client doesn't think like this. And he goes, what do you mean? I said the same thing to him, right? I go, this is how you speak. Like your client isn't saying this stuff or thinking this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you can't make marketing around what, how you think. Mm -hmm. You gotta make marketing around how your client thinks because it's for them. It's like, oh, that's a good example. It's like, I'm trying to get people to know I have a garage sale open, right? And I'm sure so I'm going to put a sign. You know, they put a sign. You know how you do the sign thing at the corner of the major intersection so they know, like, with the arrows, you know. Yep, yep. You know, everyone's moms told them to make those signs, right? Yep, yep. Not just mine, right? <laughs> so, it's like making the signs, right, with the arrows? Garage sale, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to get a bunch of people in Canada to come to my garage sale. But it's like, <laughs> me doing marketing on what I think like is me writing it in Farsi. Me writing it in a different language than English. Yeah. Armin, why would you make your sign say this way? Like, why would you do that? 
Why would you do that? I'd be like, well, that's how I speak. I don't actually speak far. Like, I speak Farsi. I don't know how to write it. But I'm just saying, imagine. It was yeah. a different language. Yeah. And then my marketing coach comes in and says, well, I'd be like, no one's showing up to my garage sale. <laughs> no one's coming into my funnel, right? Yeah. What's the problem? And he looks at my marketing content and he goes, why is this a different language? What are you talking about? This is how I think when I, I'm saying it. Your client doesn't speak this language. Oh, I didn't think about that. How do you not think about that? It's for them. So it's not because I suck. Because my marketing is speaking my client's language. My audience doesn't know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So now if you change it to English, people start showing up. Look at that. Because you change your languaging. It's called messaging in marketing. The word messaging is how you say what you say and how, where you put it. Yeah. So I work with clients on a deep level because they don't get this, right? Like, are we on? Is that live? It's, yeah, we're still live. It's okay, still cool. Live. It's so, not loaded. Oh, there we go. So you got to make sure your language is relatable to your client. That's a big thing. So I looked at him. I'm like, dude, like, you don't. Your client doesn't think like you. You got to detach yourself from that idea. Then we can actually work on content that works for them. So I hope that helps. Like, you know. Very expensive one on one clients, but that one strategy twitch right there with that one switch made a huge difference in the results. So, hopefully, that helps. Wow, what a show! First Monday of the new year, and we're just that's why we're giving extra. We're going the extra mile. Is there anything else in the comments? Uh, so Oscar, Oscar mentioned, um, every time you hear Oscar, I actually think of the proud family. Me too. Do you? It's, it's instinctive. Yeah. yeah. Oscar, who is Oscar again? Is the, the dad. The dad. Yeah. The dad. Oscar. So he Penny. said, he just said, by the way, ready to get to SGC. I have three calls tomorrow. I need your help closing them. Get to become a better closer. So. I already told you, man. Oscar. I know the investment. Hit us up, hit us up. No, he's been talking to me. He's like, yo, can you break it up in these payments? Make some action. Take a step. And I told him, <laughs> I'm not going below... What we charge. You know what we charge. Invest today. <laughs> I don't know. I so, so I told but anyways. Him, I'm like, go, go close and then, and then we'll talk. All right. Right. So. Um, and then Christian said, Claire Talk is by far the best coaching talk show online. It, well, <laughs> Come on, baby. If, if you think about it. Christian, I got to talk to you, by the way. What, like what you said about uh, the guy that, that I, I filmed the other day. I got to see where he's at. Okay. The guy that I filmed the other day, right? You said that it's costing him more money thinking about it mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how he could save. When in fact... Yeah, I mean, this is just poor thinking habits, right? Like, we all grew up around, like, families that don't have a lot of money. So, we never learned... Um, and I'm generalizing. I mean, like, most people, yeah? Yeah. We never really get to see or witness what a rich-thinking parent or family looks like, right? So, it's like... And, and that's what mentorship's for. You got to go find people that have it, that have peace of mind in life and money, and, and like, see what they do and model it. Because I grew up around a family where, like, you know, like, they would pump $20 of gas at a time. Because... In their somewhere in the intelligence of their endless mind, I don't know how they did their math, but apparently if they spend less money per gas pump, they'll save money. I remember one time I was 12 years old, I looked at my mom, I'm like, why don't you just fill it up? No, no, no. It's 20 bucks. I'm like, hold on. A full tank is 80, right? I'm like, if you pay 20 now, I was 12 and this made sense That's to right. me. I, I'm lucky I like somehow escaped the poverty. I don't know how I did it, but I got very lucky. Mike, you pay 20 today, it's only going to get you 100 kilometers. Yep. So in two days from now, you're going to come back and pay 20, right? And then two days after that, and then over a span of nine days or eight days, you're going to pay 180 bucks anyways, right? Okay. She goes, yeah, yeah, but this way, I have more money. Today. Today. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that money? I have stuff to buy. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So oh, now look at this. Watch this. I'm like, 
But how much time does it cost you? To come to the gas, yeah. To come to the gas station for 15 minutes every single time, every two days. Mm -hmm. How much inconvenience does that cost you? She goes, ah, you know, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know why? I think I'm going to make my point actually after. And I looked at I'm like, if you just paid 80 bucks now, you can go the whole eight days without, you can just focus. Back then, I just, I couldn't make sense of why she keeps doing that. Because we would, because I hated it. I used, she used to tell me to go pump. I used to get out of the car every two effing days and have to pump. I'm like, just pump everything once. This is an inconvenience. It's choppy. And I realize now when I look back, it's because they don't value their time. Yeah. Very big. So the only person who wants to, would save a few dollars or be willing to spend more time doing something is because they don't know the value of their own time yet. Mic drop. Isn't that a big breakthrough? Yeah. I actually, like I had so many breakthroughs making more money in my life because I realized, wow, like the gap between yeah. my family. And like, I love my family. It's yeah, just, of course. it's not their fault. No one taught them how to think. Rich, and I can't teach them. I'm their son. I'm their brother. Like it's not. It's never going to be me, right? It can't be. You know, they, they'll never open their mind that way. But I got lucky. I got mentors because I'm like now. I look back. I'm like, yo, I would if I could pay someone to fill my gas up, so I don't even have to do like while I'm here, my car's in the parking lot. I pay someone to go fill. So I never have to do it. I would do it, even if it cost me ten bucks more each time. I would. Why? <laughs> Why? Because that service hit Armin. The time it would take me to stop every time. Yeah. That 10 minutes is a make or break difference of me being late to the next meeting, thus giving me more time with the client. I just, but here's the thing. If you don't have purpose in life, you don't have value for time. That commodity is useless to you because you have so much of it with nothing to do. So you don't care. You'll waste it. Yep. It's like if I give you too much money and you don't earn it and you're just getting something for nothing, you'll just waste the money. That's why having too much money too quickly with no actual like uh, character built, you yeah. waste the money faster. You become a worse person because you don't, you didn't become a rich person. You just got money. So inheritance money screws a person up because they just spend it randomly with zero value of what the money's worth. Yeah. Like someone who knows the value of money, a billionaire or a millionaire who knows the value of money goes to zero and starts with another person at zero that's never had money. And you give this person a million dollars and you give this person a hundred, this person will become a million and this person will lose the money. Yeah. Because this person understands the value of that hundred dollars, whereas this person has a million of something they don't understand. So that's why it's like when you're in a poor place in life. And that's, and I'm saying this very much with love. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm trying to say poverty on a logistical level means you have less than like 30 grand a year income or whatever. That's poverty line, right? Two hours short time. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, this is so important. I'm going to cut some of these parts down, put it in SEC if possible yeah. so people can understand this stuff. Can we do that? Because I'm in flow right now anyways. I want to teach this. I want to get, I want to get this across so they get it. Yeah. Can we do that? Okay. So where was I at right now? Uh, yeah, so poverty thing is just not having enough money, okay? Yeah. You want to snap out of it. You got to like realize like unless you have a way to use your time, you won't start realizing the, the value of your time over money. Like you won't. And here's the thing. If you do value your time, uh, your, your money over time, it's a big indicator you haven't broken free from the fear of poverty yet. You're still like entangled in poor thinking. There is not one person on this planet that values saving a dollar over saving a minute. Not one person. That is that has money. It's rich thinking. Not yeah. one person. Eh? There's an example I was gonna give. So I grew up around a place where we did twenty dollars gas. Or example, when we move. When you move. Yeah. I grew up around family where the entire half the family would take a day off to move. We help someone move. Like my uncle, my cousins would show up, my brother, me, everyone would show up. And we have to empty this massive house and move it to another house, okay? Mm -hmm. This is what I grew up around. Yep. This might break some of your beliefs, eh? Some of you guys are like, well, Armin, what's the big deal with that? Just pay attention for a second. Listen to this. It would take at least half the day 
I'm talking about like five or six hours. Because you're talking about wrapping everything in the house and then getting a bunch of people that's inexperienced with moving big furniture. Because it's not their full-time job. They have different jobs. But you get my uncles and my, my things and people that are not good at this, mm -hmm. right? Just because what? And I'll tell you later. Wrapping it all up, moving into this big U-Haul, driving it, taking it out, putting it in the house, setting it all, all this stuff, right? And I grew up, I used to, I used to hate that because it was like so much work. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, I'm not a labor man. Yeah. Like, why is my brother, why, like, my uncle would take time off his job. Like, they're losing money. Mm -hmm. I know that. Yeah. They're thinking, and now I grow up because now I, I've moved a few times myself. And I'm thinking, like, I just, I, I didn't know there was these things called moving companies. I didn't, actually did not know. I thought it was our job. And I realized there's a company that employs multiple. multiple companies that employs full-time people that make a living and pay their you know, bills with that income that are professionally trained on how to handle big furniture. Their strength is there for it and they know the process so they're more efficient. Yeah. They take half the time. And so my brother charged about $85 an hour. $100 an hour. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking like I grew up around in a family where they would rather save $500. Mm -hmm. Five hours of moving, right? Um, they would save that money in exchange for spending seven hours doing something they're not good at with the risk of damaging things because they they're not know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. With taking twice the amount of time and spending half their day doing it or most of the day doing it. And I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I would never do that. And I'm like, what's the difference? I see the gap. I would rather spend the three, four hundred dollars, get someone, get a company to come and move all my stuff for me so I can save that time. Because in one day, I can make one idea come to fruition that makes me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Where I can go out and make a sale alone and make tens of thousands of dollars. My, but $500? And, I, and it's, as I grow up, I realize, like, I look back and I go, oh, the only reason why I grew up around that being normal is because that was their way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Their way of thinking was save the most amount of money. Yeah. How do I know? Well, I was talking to a friend of mine from my childhood. And I was hiring a moving company one time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna hire a company or whatever, like it's 85 bucks an hour. And then they go, well, yeah, but you still gotta like wrap the furniture and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, like, I think they do. He goes, yeah, but that's more expensive. I'm like, well, how much more? Well, I think it's like 100, I'm like $15 more, are you serious? I go, we go, yeah, so like you could save money. You could save $15 and wrap it yourself. I'm like, hold on, how much time would it take to wrap it? I'm like, gonna buy the wrapping thing, right? They got to wrap the thing. Yep. It could take me at least an hour to wrap all my furniture, right? Yep. Or even 30, even 30 minutes. Yeah. Or I could just pay $15 more an hour. And someone who knows how to do this, do this, does yeah. this. Yeah. And in that moment, I realized, I'm like, your thinking yeah. is save $15, spend 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. My thinking is save 30 minutes, spend anything you can for that. Yeah. See the difference? Why? Because I purpose, I have value for the time I have. Mm-hmm. Whereas my friend, I love him, yeah. but he doesn't like, he's kind of like bored. Like he doesn't have much to do. So for him, he's like, oh, I have so much time, but I only have a little bit of money. So let me, let me save as much as this money I have and give away all my time. Wow. Like, you want to get rich guys in life? This has to completely 180. I only have this much time yeah. in my life. And I got this money. Let me get rid of all this money so I can buy back the time to do things that make me more money. Say that again. <laughs> I have this much time, I got this much money. Let me give away all my money to put into things that buy me back more of my time so I don't waste it to put into things that make me more money. 
and then thus you're going to have a lot of money one day. Yeah. Because if you do this properly, you have a lot of money. Then when you have a lot of money, guess what you do? Now you're worried. Now you're like, I can't buy time. Mm -hmm. Now you really wake up to the reality of your life, which is the only actual finite resource you have is time, not money. Saving money is not going to be a virtue anymore. Saving time is. So now you're like, I don't care how much money it takes to buy me an hour a night with my family again. Boom. Ticket. Now you can see how I'm thinking. See, I'm a higher ticket client myself because I'm, I'm like thinking this way. Imagine coming to sell me a $40,000 program. Mm -hmm. And you tell me that you can take a piece of this money I have here yep. to put it into things so you can cut my learning curve in half on how to scale my company from here to here yep. so I can save time doing it. Yep. So I can take that time that I save and do it properly the first time so I can make this 10 times more money. Now do you see why it's easier to close a higher ticket client? Because your thinking's already developed into a person that will pay money to learn that. As opposed to you trying to sell a client that's low ticket. I'm trying to recircle it back all the way to the beginning of the show. Eh? Yeah. Instead of trying to sell a person who hasn't still found the value of their time. They don't understand. It's like saying, I'm going to sell you a red shirt. They go, what's red? They've never seen color before. How do you sell something, a solution to a problem they don't think they have yet? Yeah. I'm, that was deep as shit. Very good. I'm going to say that it. one more time. Yeah, so we'll do it again. How do you sell a solution to a person who doesn't know they have a problem yet? We call that low ticket sell. Low ticket coaching. Yeah. Let that digest for a second. The only solution is you got to understand how to value time. That's why low ticket, it's, it's high, high ticket is spiritual. It's spiritual. I love it. The higher ticket you go, the more you understand the value of your time. Yeah. Lower ticket you go, you don't get it. The same thing applies, the same thing even applies to like products. Over the weekend, I had the luxury of painting and the, the woman at the, at the desk is, you know, she's going to talk to me about different price points of paint. So um, a couple different options, right? Talk to my family about where to get paint. Uh, oh, go to Canadian Tire. It's really cheap there. It's good. Ask some of my other friends. Oh, go to Benjamin Moore. That's the quality. That's where you're going to get good paint. It's going to last you a long time. Talk to me. I said just hire someone. What are you doing? <laughs> Not, that, right? Well, but, but either way, right? So I'm but like, you, you, know you what? enjoyed it, right? You enjoyed doing it. Yeah. You wanted to do it. Yeah. See, it's different. She got a, I she wanted got a satisfaction. I wanted to take my new call. I was very I was very That's different. Very purposeful throughout the whole thing. She enjoys, she wants to do it. Yeah. Because this is a it's a the many reasons. But it's sentimental. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So either I'm in Benjamin Moore now, talking to this woman, and you know, three price points of paint. There's the cheap one. She's like, Yeah, but with this one, you're likely gonna have to get a primer. You're probably gonna have to do a few coats. Right? And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I, I ain't, I'm not trying to do any of that. Quicker, the faster, whatever. She's like, okay, well, this is the, this is the, this is the most expensive one we have. This is about $100 a gallon. Um, you probably only have to do two paints, primers inside. I'm like, all right, that's the one I'm going to get. She's like, yeah, you know, because you got to do I'm like, no, that's the one I'm going to get. No problem. Two dollars. Whatever. I'm going to pass. I'm going to get it. So I'm talking to my friends, and I'm like, hey, this is the one that I got. Like, you know, uh, you guys have done more painting than me. Uh, is this good enough? They're like, oh, well, yeah, p potentially, but... You didn't get this one, da, da 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 back and forth. And I'm like, nope, lady said this one, two coats, two paint, two coats, no problem, we'll be done. And you know what happened? Two coats, no problem, we were done. <laughs> I was like, wow, great. I'm going to go back and tell her how great she was in letting me know what was actually the value based on what I needed to get the job done. That's not only going to help me today, but it's going to help me in the long run when the paint chips 
and I, I, and it's there, it's good, no problem. When it bangs up, I hit it and it doesn't actually scratch. You know, it's based on the value proposition of what amount you're willing to pay that's gonna get you the result that you actually want in the long run. Quality versus quantity, etc. It's like, I really hope some of you guys are getting this. Wow, two-hour show for real. It's if you we're, can't we're at shift, 140. If you can't shift this thinking, you're fucked. <laughs> That's probably the most honest thing I've said so far. Ever. Yeah. If you can't shift from poor thinking to rich thinking, you're fucked. Because those thinking habits will never produce a rich life. Until the day, for as long as you value saving a dollar over saving a minute, you'll stay... In a poor place in life. And whatever poor is. A million dollars can be poor. If you're still worried and stressed about saving money. Because you're thinking it's poor. It doesn't matter how much money you got. Your peace of mind comes from your way of thinking. I'm talking about richness of life. Not just money. Until you break free from the way you've been conditioned. You'll never achieve bigger things in your life. And those bigger things are going to be outside your comfort zone. So expect it to be uncomfortable as you change them. It's the point of it. It's outside of the zone. Then you can grow into something bigger. You can grow into really what your birthright is, which is abundance, richness, wealth of mind, wealth of money, wealth of creativity and emotions. Sometimes people think it's a marketing system or a tactic. Something's wrong with the operational side, the logistics. It's usually your thinking. Your strategy of thinking is what's causing the results. It's not what you're doing. It's what you're thinking. The doing comes from the thinking. So if I can go from growing up in an environment where people would say, do anything with their time, spend any amount of time just to save a dollar, and still come out to being a person that's completely opposite now, you can do it too. You can do it as well. But you have to make that decision. These are some drastic or extreme or very different um, unorthodox ways of thinking, some ideas and concepts that you're probably not used to. If you're not used to it, good. You know, as you're watching this, think like, man, I'm lucky. I just got this different perspective. Like, I, like I got lucky. I got lucky because people showed me showed me a different perspective of how to look at money in life. But your biggest limiters in life, when it comes to building a business, is your beliefs about money. How you build your business is how you believe money should be used, and value of and what it is. Like what money means to you. To me, money is just how to do things I need to do. That's all it is. It's a way to track progress and it's a way to um, have options on what I want to do. Time is my life. That's what time means to me. It's my life. I only have so much of it, so I only want to use it, do it, doing things that I want. The faster you change the beliefs around your money and your pricing and your business and high ticket, low ticket, the faster you figure that all out, the faster you can actually start living the life you're in, using the time you have. Don't underestimate this. The only, the only unfortunate thing is it's such a simple thing to do, change your thinking. Such a simple concept to digest. I just got to think something differently. Oh, that's it, Armin. You don't ever actually put any full effort into it. You don't actually ever concentrate on how to do it properly. So you just brush it off. You think the hard things in life are the building of stuff, the doing of stuff, the learning of stuff, the, the, the tactic and the, and, the, and the tactical steps. Hardest thing is changing a belief you think is right that's causing you problems. 
Some of the hardest things is to reframe and unlearn everything you've learned your entire life that's caused you the misery or struggle you're having today. And replacing that with brand new ideas and concepts that you have no idea, never, it's new to you, it's fresh to you. You have no idea what, it, what it's going to do for you. And having faith that it's going to produce better results by trusting a mentor or a coach to teach you that and show you that it is, it's better for you. It's having faith, trusting in yourself and trusting in the process. I'll leave you with this. Don't dare think that the way you've been thinking up until now that's been getting the results you've gotten is going to be the same thinking that's going to take you to the place you've never been. It's absolutely a nonsense. It's impossible. It's impossible. You have to learn to eliminate the thoughts and the beliefs from your past that don't have any place in the place you want to go to, your bigger goal. You can't get to a new place thinking with old ways. Okay? The same problem that created the problem, the same, sorry, the mind that created the problems you have today will never be the same mind that fixes them. So you need a new mind. So invest in yourself. The biggest question higher, higher, really high ticket clients and coaches ask is if I want to work with someone, for example, if you want to partner with me, work with my team, or do something more intimate with me. You know, get closer to me so we on the same page, doing something on the same level. My first question would be, how much have you invested into yourself? Because where you put your money shows me what you believe. That's my first determining factor. There's something I'm proud about in my team. Every single one of them have invested thousands of dollars into their own development. I never told them to. Never asked them to. I don't think I've even implied it. They just did it. Sure. All of them have bought coaching programs of their own, trainings of their own, invested into things of their own development. All of them. And then the time. That's admirable. That's inspiring to me. I'm surrounded by winners. I'm surrounded by winners. Thanks for tuning into the show. This is the number one show for... Coaches that need clarity, entrepreneurs who want to build a big business, get their message out there. As you can tell, if you've watched all the way to the end of this, you are awesome. So if you like this content, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, hit the notification bell so you get notified when we upload new videos. If you're in the high ticket coaching community, don't be afraid to drop a comment down below. Let us know your biggest takeaways. And thank you for watching every week if you've been with us from the beginning. Um, take everything we said, digest it. Rewatch this multiple times if you can until it's ingrained in your memory. There's some concepts we've shared that will literally change your future. The kicker now is to make it a part of yourself, part of who you are, not just hear about it and move on. Change yourself and everything else changes itself around you. So we go live every single Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to be with us live, make sure you go to askarmin.com, post your questions, and you can join the group and high ticket coaching community so you can be a part of the live show or you can catch the episode on YouTube as you are right now. Love you guys so much as this is the kickoff of 2021. Let's make it the year that you achieve the biggest goals you've ever had and put in stone. We'll see you guys next time. Go on and make the rest of your week the best of your week.